We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're very happy to say hello to a name that, man, if you watched a lot of football in the early 90s, you know who Leroy Horde is. Man, Pro Bowl running back, moved over to fullback, 10 years in the league. The Browns, the Ravens, the Panthers, the Vikings. He is a coach. Or a, not a coach. He's a host. Pardon me, because who wants to be a coach when you could be a host in right. sports talk radio? You got more w- time as a host. QAM in Miami, Leroy Horde. Thanks so much for joining us, man. And let's just start with what's really important in your life. Congratulations on a big blue win in Columbus. Oh, not to mention <laughs> I was in Ohio. Oh my goodness, it was awesome. Oh, I strutted my stuff in the whole state of Ohio this past weekend. And you know what? I learned a valuable lesson playing at Michigan that everybody gets caught up in trying to win the national championship, as they should. But you got to play a style of football that gets you out of your conference and then hope that style matches up for the national championship. And Ohio State can compete with the SEC with the speed and the talent and everything that they had. However, they didn't necessarily play a style of physical football that gets you out of the Big Ten. And it caught up to them. Two years in a row, I might add. Look at that. Yeah, I knew, I knew we were going to hear a little something about last year's game, too. <laughs> Leroy Horde here on 95.7 The Game with Damon Bruce and Larry Kruger. It is a pleasure to have you on, Leroy. And I know you make your home down in Miami, and you're talking about the Dolphins every day down there. When they hired Mike McDaniel, did you think, man, this guy's just going to shoot right out of the gate, and it's going to work immediately? How surprised are you that he is basically, like, reignited this team offensively and taking Tua from a guy who was being looked at as, I don't know if he's the guy to, you know, a young quarterback now where a lot of people are saying, I don't know if there are too many better young quarterbacks in the entire league. Well, here's the problem, okay? Tua did not ask to be drafted by the Miami Dolphins. And so when you draft him, you have to afford him all the resources and tools to be successful because that's what you want. You're drafted him fifth in the draft. I had a hard time believing, as much as I like what Brian Flores was doing, I had a hard time believing that a new coach that required patience didn't have any with his quarterback. And so the first thing Mike McDaniel did, he came in and he said, Tua's our guy. I'm going to do everything I can to make Tua successful. But Tua has talent. And everybody's starting to see that. But I'm going to tell you as a player, when you get beat down and beat down and beat down so much, the way Tua did his first two years, um, sometimes you start falling victim to that. And you think that might be really might be you. So Mike McDaniel came in and he just spread positivity all across to him. Now, he's been able to go out and perform 
the way that we saw him at Alabama. Whether it's going to last, I don't know. I don't know if this is just, you know, the honeymoon stage of new coach, new quarterback. But I know this, that Mike McDaniel has, has given to us all the resources to be successful, all the confidence to be successful, and all the support to be successful. So if he's not, it will truly be because of his play and not because what people think of him. Leroy, you know, it's funny, they, this, uh, these weapons that the Dolphins have are just so explosive, right? I, everybody loves watching Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, but the tackles are out, and the two replacement tackles uh, for the Dolphins have given up a ton of pressures. Does that mean we're going to see the ball come out even faster, and it may be, you know, Tua throwing it short uh, because, you know, trying to compensate for not having his, his right and left tackle? One of the things that I am still amazed at and and I try to tell people that you can't possibly understand what's going on here but I'm going to tell you firsthand to throw the ball that quick and throw it in the middle of the field with accuracy is 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 something that a lot of quarterbacks can't do and a lot of quarterbacks don't I was I was with Bernie Kosar um this past weekend and he said, I was terrified to throw the ball in the middle of the field because we were always taught, don't throw the ball in the middle of the field. There's too much action in there. So don't make it a habit of throwing it in there. That's where Tua lives. That's where they throw the football. So they have a ton of combinations to where not just Jalen Waddle and not just Tyreek Hill, but a lot of other guys catch the ball in the middle of the field and they move them around and pick and choose how they're going to go about attacking the middle of the field. And I think that that will allow him because his eye, his eye line will always be relatively straight. That would allow him to get rid of the ball a lot quicker because guess what? If those Russians and Bosa and those guys get up the field, it'll give him a chance to step up and get rid of it. Now, I will say this. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about not having Teron Armstead and, and Austin Jackson, but I'll say this about Austin Jackson, that Shell came in and, and, and played pretty good at right tackle. He only had problems when they moved him over to the left side. So if, if they can find some combination to not maybe be as good, but still give him the same amount of time to protect, because he's getting rid of the ball in two and a half seconds. So you almost have to just get in the way and not allow free rush. I think they can have some success, but if there's one part of their offense that I would be worried about, it is the fact that they have a couple of offensive linemen out. Leroy Horde spent a decade playing in the league, now a host on QAM in Miami. We're talking a little Dolphins with him. Um when it comes to Miami's defense, you know, there's so much focus on the accuracy and the red zone success that Miami has offensively. Their defense, though, isn't what it was just a year or two ago. If you're Kyle Shanahan, where are you looking to attack Miami? Where's the weak, the weak point in this defense? Run the football. Run the football, which um, it's weird because both coaches want to do the same thing. They want to run the football and throw it off the bat. They want to establish the run. And that has always been a staple of a Shanahan offense. 
And now it's, you know, they've gotten more weapons in the backfield to run the ball in Miami. And I think that's going to be key because if you want to stop a pass rush, you run the ball right at him. Don't avoid him. Just run at him. Because, you know, it's hard to rush the pass when you got an alignment in your face uh, and you're running the ball downhill. So I think you're going to see a, both teams. I think both, both teams are going to make, make a conscious effort to run the football, try to control the ball, try to control the line of scrimmage, and then the big plays come off of that. If you try to go the other way, you're putting yourself in trouble to get behind the, the, you know, behind the markers. And if you give up a sack on first down, uh, now you're first and 15 and you're done. So I think they're going to play it a little safer and try to establish the run and maybe a little couple of quick passes to kind of test the waters. Um, but that's what they've done all year. So we are pretty much at the end of our segment here. I cannot have a fullback, a former fullback, a man who played what a dying position in modern NFL football, right? And we, we have as our contributor on our station, Lorenzo Neal, who is one of the mm-hmm. great fullbacks of all time. And I think, you know, I, I think fullback when I think Leroy Horde, I really do. I'll, I'll do respect to Ann Arbor in the days of yore. Um, we have Kyle Juszczyk out here in the Bay, one of the best in the business. How much do you love watching Kyle Juszczyk play? And why do you think the fullback has become an afterthought in, in so many locker rooms? It feels like it, 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 teams without fullbacks are nuts. Well, here's, here's, here's the deal. that I was a fullback, but I played a lot of different positions in the backfield. Because you were fast. And that's it. The man was big and fast. I played, you know, in the slot some. I mean, Bill Belichick, he was our coach. And every time we played the Houston Oilers, well, that's kind of dating myself in itself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I played slot receiver because he came up with the genius plan that Lamar Latham, if you remember him, he was a pass rusher. Oh, yeah. Thought he played linebacker. And they would spread him out over me. So I had to learn all the plays as a slot receiver at 225 pounds, and I always ended up with 10 or 11 catches because they took him out of the game by making him cover me a whole game. And so I think what you're seeing now is – they have fullbacks in the game, but you remember when Washington used what was called the H-back? Yeah. That's more of what it is because they send them in motion. They run them on routes. They do a lot of things. It's almost like your alternate tight end. So they use him in a number of ways that, yeah, he's listed as a fullback, but he'll get out and run a couple of pass patterns. He'll do, do a lot of things as far as what they use him to do. So you can get away with having a guy like that because he does so much more than just line up behind the center or behind the quarterback and lead block for the running back. I'll tell you what, Leroy, you should get yourself like a trademarked slogan right now, Leroy Horde, the original H-back. He's the original H-back. Thank you so much for joining us. To be, you know what happened is that I was called the H-back in my offense. 
but everybody else saw it as the the fullback. And so that's how it became a fullback. There you go. Just because because when you're in the certain position in the backfield, but a lot of times I was in the backfield by myself. So that's how it happened. Leroy, great to talk to you, man. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Anytime. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.